0: Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside Griffin Warner as we get you ready for another week of Major League Baseball. And something that stood out to me, Griffin, as we completed this weekend and are looking forward to another week here as we turn the calendar to the month of May is that the New York Yankees are in last place in the American League East. And if I told you before the season started that the Yankees would be in last place on May 1st, your reaction would be what?
1: Uh, Blow it all up. Sell everybody. Fire Aaron Boone. Um, I mean, it's a small sample size, of course. We still have five months in this beautiful game left to go of a regular season, I think. Um, Certainly not a good start. The judge injury issues does seem a little bit scary to me. And I feel like, um, to me, honestly, it feels like there's, when you look at the Yankees lineup, there's not a lot to it.
0: Yeah, the Yankees lineup is incredibly weak right now dealing with injury. This is certainly not going to be the team that you are going to see for the majority of the season. But still, considering the way that they got off to such a great start last season and being in last place here as the calendar flips to May, certainly a surprise. The Tampa Bay Rays with the league's best record at 23-6 and as we uh, head towards the second month of the season. The second-best record belongs to the Pittsburgh Pirates at 20-9. and Can the Pirates sustain this all season long, even without their star O'Neill Cruz?
1: I mean, I do like that they have a nice 69% win percentage right now, but uh, I am not a believer in them long-term. I do feel like they're better. Uh, The signing of Brian Reynolds uh, was... A big, I think, shot in the arm for the team, for the fan base, things of that nature, though I don't think they were ever at risk of losing the fan base because they support them when they lose 100 games. It doesn't seem to me to matter too much. But when you look at the rest of the division, I mean, the Brewers in second place right now, um, they're not exactly the strong team you saw when they dealt Josh Hader instead of signing him to a long-term deal last year. Um, The Cubs are are rebuilding but have gotten off to a good start, but then... Um, we'll see how far that takes them and how far they go. The Reds are supposed to be bad, and the St. Louis Cardinals, I think, are one of the most surprising teams in last place to start the year. So the NL Central is pretty weak. If there's ever a team to come out of nowhere and win a division, I think it's that one that's probably most open for the taking. I think the AL Central, both Central's are pretty weak, I think. Um, but there's some good teams in, in, in both, I think, more so in the AL Central than the NL Central's. So. Uh, find a bad division where not a lot of good teams are, and maybe you can see some surprises.
0: Two teams in first place. I want to ask you about your thoughts on them to actually make the postseason, whether it's in first place or as a wild card. We'll start in the AL West where the Texas Rangers are in first place. Are they a playoff team? I mean, it's it's nice that you really
1: only have to finish, like, barely top half of the of the conference or uh, of the, the league, I guess, you're playing in to – to make the playoffs I mean when you're looking at I don't think there's a lot of threats you have to give one playoff spot away to the AL Central so I think it's really depends on how strong the AL East will be and I think there'll be a lot of cannibalism in there um, the Astros haven't looked great to me so I think there's still um, some ability for the, the Rangers off to a good start to potentially uh, fight for the division as well as look for probably the second place in the AL West will get in I would expect um, though I think it's going to be a tough race I think the Angels are better this year. Seattle's off to their customary poor start in, in April. Um, but I, I wouldn't give up on them either. So I think it's probably a combination of Texas, L.A., and Seattle for that second-place position in the AL West. Maybe one of them surprises and wins the division. So uh, as of today, I'm not willing to, to commit to the Texas Rangers being a playoff team. Um, though they've done really well with the soft schedule to start the year, got a great run differential and have withstood the injury to Corey Seager pretty
0: well. In the NL West, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place. Are the D-backs a playoff team? Oh, man. Um,
1: huh? So, again, the Eastern division seems to be pretty strong, but can they get four teams? I doubt it. Um, will the NL Central be good enough to support two, or bad enough at the bottom that uh, maybe a Pittsburgh and Milwaukee can get in? I'm not sure. Um, I still think that LA and San Diego are the two best teams in the NL West. That's probably not going too far out on a limb. Um, As I've said, I think Arizona is a year away at at a minimum to being a real contender. Uh, I think their bullpens gonna be really problematic for them. Um, And, you know, it's nice having Colorado not really competing at the bottom of the division. San Francisco, we'll see what happens with them. Um, But you also play a lot more of the other teams in the league as opposed to just your division so much this year, which might be better because you're not seeing San Diego and the, the Dodgers as much, but, uh, unfortunately you got to tour around and see the rest of the teams. I, I'm not willing to commit to Arizona being a playoff team just yet.
0: Let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday as we get you set up for the start of May here in major league baseball And the day and the month gets underway with a double header from Queens, the Mets and the Braves game one scheduled right now for Spencer Strider against Denny and game two, Charlie Morton and Tylor McGill. So Assuming both games get played here on Monday, what's the most likely scenario in your mind, Griffin? A 2-0 Braves sweep, a 1-1 split, or the Mets taking both games at home? Yeah, uh, careful with assuming that these
1: games are going to get played because I feel like we got nothing from them this weekend. Um, yeah, I I feel like the probably more likely to sweep would be the Braves for the better-named pitchers. I think the better team so far Um Though the Braves bullpen leaves a lot to be desired, I gotta say at this point, I feel like neither the Braves nor the Mets really have that part of the game, which is very important uh, to me. They don't, they don't have it settled at this point. Uh, I can't say I've heard of Denny Reyes before. Uh, I gotta admit, and going against a, a great swing and miss arm like Spencer Strider, seems so like a really good tone setter for the Braves to take the first game. Um, so I'll, I'll go with more, more likely to have a split. Then I'll go Braves of the sweep. Then I'll go the Mets sweep, the least likely.
0: Atlanta minus 267 in that game one and minus 120 in game two. The Cubs take on the Nationals in D.C. They're minus 140 favorites on the road with Drew Smiley going for Chicago. Mackenzie Gore gets the start for the Nationals. The Cubs, one of the more surprising teams the way that they have started this season.
1: Yeah, and Drew Smiley, I think, is a big reason for it. He's pitched really well, beat the Dodgers twice so far, almost kind of tracking towards a perfect game. I thought pitched really well against the Padres midweek, um, but unfortunately had the stink of my bet on him. (laughs) Uh, Bullpen gave it up. So uh, I think it's the second time I've bet the Cubs this year, and they blew it in the seventh or eighth inning. Um, uh, You know, I I don't know what to expect. So Mackenzie Gore has had huge, huge prospect hype for a long, long time, and sort of looks like he's kind of turning into the pitcher. A lot of people were expecting him to be. Still sounds like he's very fastball reliant, which is kind of not a great pitch to throw in uh, the big leagues these days. And he plays for an awful team. So uh, it's Cubs are nothing for me, but they are very pricey on the road.
0: The Yankees will host the Guardians, Domingo Herman for New York, Cal Quantrill for Cleveland. And until this Yankee lineup gets healthy, I don't know how how you can feel confident betting on them or, or dealing with any totals. I mean, the under might be the way to look here at eight and a half, but the Yankees a minus 130 favorite.
1: Yeah, it seems like a really short price to me for the Yankees at home. Um, granted, they've gotten a few of those. Uh, the Blue Jays series kind of sticks out to me, seeing Kevin Gosman close a really big favorite. But um, I imagine, are we are we expecting no judge for this one as well, based on that number? Yeah, I
0: still don't think judge is in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, it probably climbs quite a bit, like you saw with Saturday with Jordan Oliver's return to the Astros lineup, and then that kind of line jumped pretty big. but. Um, you know, it just feels really short to me. Uh, I'm not a believer in Cal Quantrill, really. Um, I feel like there's the, – the Guardians are known for developing some really good pitching, but I, I feel like there are some guys in that rotation, um, like Tanner Bibby, I think, is going to take a, role, a, a slot from someone. Um, whether that's Quantrill, probably it's it's more police plea before Quantrill. But um, I feel like this is a big step for, for the Guardians, who are not really a team that's going to outscore you, which I think plays pretty well. But going to such a small stadium – um, Kyle Contreras gonna have to be on. He's gonna have to be missing bats or at least getting ground balls. And Domingo Herman has been up and down to say the least, but seems like he's got some swing and miss stuff, which I think is really useful. The Guardians will certainly make him work, but uh, Yankees seem cheap to me at this point.
0: The Blue Jays at the Red Sox, Toronto minus one fifty five favorites, weather permitting, obviously. Uh, Jose Barrios gets a start for Toronto. Corey Kluber for the Red Sox. Rio's pitching really well lately. Um,
1: I mean, it's surprising. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he started off slow, uh, was getting a fair amount of respect. I feel like from the market and I'm re- the, really, the blue Jays have all season. This is no change from that. Corey Kluber looks like he is, uh, close to finished at this point. I backed him in his first start against the Orioles first start of the year. Um, thought maybe it was just a little cold for him and that's why he was so, so bad, but it really to me doesn't look, it's getting better. Um, kind of an arm that a lot of people didn't expect to really hold up this year, and it certainly hasn't looked good to start.
0: Giants are at the Astros. Houston minus 195. Luis Garcia gets the start against Ross Stripling for the Giants. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, the Giants just aren't the Giants of old, ultimately. they like The Bochy teams that would just be in every game playing 3-2, probably boring baseball for a lot of the TikTok generation that can't get over this 30-second pitch clock rule, but... Unfortunately, the Giants aren't that anymore. I don't really know what they are. Um, Still, really, like we might need to have an investigation done on how they won 106 games two seasons ago because it really makes no sense to me what they what they are, what they have been. Uh, Stripling's got some good outings in him, but it's got a lot of pedestrian ones as well um uh, the Astros coming off Sunday night but not having to travel as i think uh doesn't fit into the the system that we were developing no nope, uh, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to season. that though great great okay i don't want to spoil anything but <laughs> uh luis garcia you know he's got a good arm uh i feel like he's got five innings in him don't push him through the sixth i think the Astros are learning that got a good win tonight uh against philly but um should be in a good position with a pretty stocked and ready bullpen as well.
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't like the Giants here. The Reds are at the Padres. San Diego's 240. Blake Snell gets a start against Luke Weaver. The Padres coming from Mexico City. Does that give you any caution?
1: Uh, I mean, it's not too far a flight, I don't think, from La Ciudad to uh, San Diego, but Ultimately, you it's, don't the, it's, travel.
0: it's the elevation, too. It's playing two games at about 7000 feet elevation and then coming back to San Diego, coming back home.
1: I mean, certainly it's they're probably somewhat used to it going from Coors Field mm-hmm. to San Diego, though. This is obviously a lot taller of a place or higher elevation um, they also, I mean, whoever didn't pitch in this series is probably so pumped. She,
0: <laughs>
1: didn't the total close 19 today? Did you see that?
0: Yeah, it actually went higher. Uh, it, was an, it was an adjustment because they opened game one so low. And then game one, I think, closed at like 15. And there was 27 runs. So yeah. they opened up game two for 19 and a half, 20, 20 and a half. And naturally, the game goes well under. But with 10, yeah, but I- with, with 10 runs scored.
1: I think if, uh, like, yes, this was the first time thing. I think we were kind of on this uh, on the Thursday pod recorder for mm-hmm, Friday that mm-hmm. we there was some money to be made here on adjustments, like not adjusting enough clearly in Game One. Uh, and I, I actually watched the. I rarely do this. I try to watch games live if I watch them at all, uh, but I actually watched like a YouTube highlights of it, and I was just watching these these fly balls that were like. 30 rows deep in the outfield. It didn't even look the, like that. There was like, yes, one, I think it was, meatballs, yeah,
0: I think it was Tatis hit one that StatCast was like, it's it's 308 feet, but it went, the, the fence was 325 and it went like five rows deep. And <laughs> It was like, wait a minute, StatCast says that this should be only a 308 foot shot, you know?
1: <laughs> well, if, if StatCast is struggling that much, maybe the, the conversion and uh, the Spanish speaking country made it throw off a little bit, but um, you know, I feel like it's good. San Diego probably needed it. They're not off to a great start, um, scoring some runs, getting some guys bats on balls, important. Fernando Tatis hadn't really done too much since he came back from his 80-game steroid suspension, besides dancing in the outfield, I guess. Um, but they get a really nice, soft landing at home uh, in their own beds, and the Reds come to town. Luke Weaver, who's um, been one of the hardest pitchers to trust, I think, across Major League Baseball for the past few years, and now he's on one of the worst teams at baseball, if not the worst. So uh, probably a big price for Blake Snell to, to lay. Uh, generally, it's a guy I like to go against because you really never know what you're getting from him. I think he's a good guy to back as an underdog because uh, if he has a bad outing, you're expecting to lose pretty much anyway. But as a big favorite, I'd like to go against him. I'm just not sure the rest of the team I want to do that with.
0: Well, finally, we'll have the Sunday night fade as the Phillies uh, travel to L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Taiwan Walker goes for Philly. Tony Gonsolin making his second appearance of the season for the Dodgers, who are minus 170 favorites. And for me, it's L.A. the way to go, fading the Phillies off the Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, Phillies has got a fair amount of respect, I felt like, in the Astros series. Um, and, I mean, did win two out of three, won the series. So that was pretty big. Uh, Gonsolin... Kind of got rushed back from his uh, rehab situation or his return from, from a sprained ankle in spring training because the Dodgers have had so many starting pitchers go on the on the shelf. Um, don't think he's going five innings here, so it's probably four. Maybe if he gets five, they'll probably cut it there and then go to the Dodgers' bullpen, which to me has not been as strong this year. Then on the Phillies' side, um, their, their lineup's not the same without Bryce Harper, clearly, and, and Reese Hoskins missing as well. I do feel like I have some memories of Taiwan Walker pitching pretty competitive games against the Dodgers, though. Uh, at least last year with the Mets, I feel like he was in games, despite um, really just being a fastball guy at this point, it seems. So um, as the price is bigger and bigger, I'm interested. I still feel like there's money to be made fading the Dodgers so far, because they don't seem to me to be the same Dodgers that we're used to where they're the most dominant team in the league. Uh, but Philly's coming off a Sunday night baseball trip. Uh, we, we've ex- discussed that before. Not a great situation coming off the late game, traveling somewhere. Um, Though the Dodgers do have to, I guess, stay home. And and they were home for this series, Am i mistaken. Yeah, Dodgers are home, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, tough spot for the Phillies to go in there and get a win,
0: I think. Let's take a look at some games this week. On Tuesday, we'll have a rematch with the Braves and the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara and Bryce Elder. Uh, The first time these two guys met a couple of days ago, it was a three-run first five innings, so could we go back to the well with a first five under between those two pitchers? I I
1: think he could. Um, I'm not really sure about Sandy Alcantara right now, though. Um, He had some sort of injury concern. I I don't think that was just semantics for a really tough start, Um, but things seemed to get pretty bad all in one inning against Arizona, and I think that was the same type of fate. I didn't watch the Philly one. I did watch the Arizona start at home, but Um, You know, it's a really tough draw against the Braves lineup though, unfortunately. So I don't know. I I feel like I still need to see a little bit more from Sandy who's, of course, like he'll throw in a complete shutout against the twins at home, but then he's had two starts that were pretty bad and I feel like his other two have been kind of average for Sandy. So I'm still waiting to see if he gets back to his form of last year.
0: Also on Tuesday, Zach gallon will take his scoreless inning streak on the road as the Diamondbacks are at the Rangers gallon against John gray. Are we back in Zach to continue dominating opposing teams?
1: I think we are. Um, I think that's one I'm actually very interested in. I'm glad you highlighted it. Um, John gray got hit in the arm, uh, with a comebacker against the Astros. um, Not That hasn't really done a ton to him, I don't think, but he hasn't gotten off to a great start. Uh, was a big, I think a big value type of signing for the Rangers uh, based on being in Colorado and kind of stuck there and literally just going anywhere else would have been better for him in his career. But he's been really low on the strikeouts so far this year, hasn't really been pitching very well, and might be a decent favorite considering how well the Rangers have started the year. They've been playing pretty well at home. They've been taking care of a lot of bad teams, though, I got to say, or... Facing the Yankees without Aaron Judge, and that kind of looks like a bad lineup at this point. So um, I'm interested in Arizona, both playing well, and uh, it's really hard to look away from Zach Allen, which probably he should be in an underdog role uh, for that game on Tuesday.
0: Got some good pitchers going on Wednesday. Shane McClanahan for the Rays against the Pirates, Dylan Cease. We'll look to uh, bounce back. He's had a couple of bad outings in a row. The White Sox hosting the Twins. Alec Manoa takes the ball for the Blue Jays at the Red Sox. So keep an eye on Shohei Otani for the Angels at the Cardinals. That's on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, you'll have uh, some day games, some getaway days. Patrick Corbin day for the Nationals. So we're going to be looking at a... uh, Cubs team total in that one is uh, Pablo Lopez. will go for the twins against the White Sox on Thursday. So we'll certainly look to back Minnesota there. And so keep an eye on some of those pitching matchups that are scheduled here throughout the week. Before we get to some best bets here for Monday or moving forward, Griffin, how can the people save some money at pregame.com? use the promo code grand 20 we're not
1: adding the slam part just grand 20 grand listening to our voices twice a week uh make sure if you're not already subscribed to to the show make sure you you find rj belt stream preview wherever you get your podcast hit subscribe like it do whatever you need to do share it with your peoples if you want family members um anyone that I mean, share it with your friends is is ultimately where I'm going. Use the promo code GRAND20. Good for 20% off for all listeners of this Major League Baseball podcast. It's good for seven days from the podcast release. You got a week, but uh, why wait? Just grab it now. Um, There's plenty of great picks coming out through pregame. We got a ton of playoff action going on. I got my soccer stuff coming out as well. Um, So jump on there. Find some baseball picks. You know, we're... uh, it, we're, I'm very happy to see the calendar turn to May, uh, but uh, we're going to keep, keep riding with you for the rest of the year. So uh, make sure you jump on there. Use the promo code GRAND20. And for my bet, Scott, it's weird probably as a Yankee fan for you to hear this, but I feel like the price is a little too low. Uh, I'm going to back Domingo Harmon. I currently see a minus 126 on the Yankees. I bet online, so I'll give you the New York Yankees minus 126 on Monday night is my best bet for this week.
0: All right, I'm going to look to fade the Padres uh, coming off the Mexico City trip. Um, No, I don't trust the Reds to beat the Padres, (laughs) but I'll go under nine for the total in that game between the Padres and the Reds. I think San Diego might be a little sleepy from the trip, and uh, maybe the Bats, if they're still swinging for fly balls and for the fences, thinking that the elevation is going to, you know, help like it did this weekend. Probably not going to do the same at Petco, so might be some some flyouts uh, on deck for the Padres coming up here Monday night. I don't mind it. Uh, I feel like Luke Weaver someday is gonna like
1: he has a couple good outings in him. Maybe this is the one catching uh, all those Padres. Uh, really looking forward to hitting more home runs than the the, the elevation will allow for him, especially that marine layer in san diego i also feel like you could probably look at a cincinnati run line too to try to lose by a single run mm. on the road you know i mean it's probably probably around even money i would think considering there are two to one underdogs win the whole game but anyway play under that's probably safer
0: don't hate that at all he is griffin warner i'm scott seidenberg we'll be back uh, thursday night as we get you ready for the weekend series this is rj bell's dream preview major league baseball edition